Well, we close off the show today then looking at an important conversation. It's around localization in the country and really uh, the need to not only ensure that South Africa is producing more goods out of the borders of this country, uh, but also whether or not um, that has been effective especially when it comes to job creation, right? It's a it's an issue that comes up often when we talk about unemployment and South Africans will talk about industrialization. You know, are we doing enough to unlock our local economy? Well, Eustace Mashimbia is the chief executive officer at Proudly South Africa. They are the custodians of trying to make sure we all are buying mm-hmm. South African products. Eustace, good morning to you. Good morning, Kathy. Thank you for having me. How are we doing with localization? And the reality is that Proudly South Africa has been on this campaign for many, Mm. many years Mm. now. And Mm. you've championed some really good and strong South African brands. Are we seeing the the mind shift in in consumers when it comes to being deliberate about buying Proudly South African? We are slowly seeing, uh, you know, a mind shift, like you said, especially over the past couple of years with social media. Uh, it's easier to now get to consumers because remember you're trying to get people out of habits that they've uh, gotten accustomed to. You're trying to get consumers to move away from brands that they are loyal to, and so it needs constant, uh, you know, communication. And people need to hear it all the time and see it all the time. We don't necessarily have the kind of budget that would allow us to be on TV every night and on radio every day, but social media is taking us there, and and and, and it also allows us to get instant feedback. So, so from consumer level, we are seeing that change, but it's in the private sector and the public sector where there's still a bit of a, an effort that is required. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Often when we talk about um, what the impact of localization is, it can be anecdotal that mm. because we don't seem to have research that specifically mm. looks at, well, we had maybe this soap manufacturing mm. plant that mm. started up locally. Mm. This is how many jobs they were able to create. Mm-hmm. And this is what you then can prevent, sure. present to parliament even mm. uh, to say this, this is the work that mm. we're doing. And this, this is how we've progressed. And it's something that, that you, you're looking into. Yeah, and, and that's what we do. In fact, mm. uh, as, as a campaign, we found that people resonate more with those kinds of stories, uh, the human stories, where we, we demonstrate how many jobs are created mm. by the different uh, companies that are affiliated with us. Uh, but over and above that, what we have done is now we've taken it a step further and commissioned the research uh, and worked with Dr. Raja Bedian, because the research basically gives you a sense of what the impact would be if we were to start buying local. It's the impact of localization on the economy, on the, on the key economic indicators such as jobs, uh, such as uh, you know contribution to the fiscal revenue, mm-hmm. uh, economic growth, uh, real wages, and, and all of those that are important to all of us. And, and, and we think coupled with those human stories, this research will help start turning the tide, especially in those two key sectors where uh, there's still a bit of a battle. Yeah. What areas of research will you specifically be looking into? So, so the research is done, and and what we, we looked at different subsectors within manufacturing. Manufacturing mm-hmm. is labor intensive in nature, and so we focused on manufacturing. And we looked at agro processing, uh, we looked at automotive, uh, we looked at the steel industry. Uh, we focused on 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 the poultry industry specifically within that agro processing basket. We looked at uh, previously clothing, textile, footwear, and leather mm-hmm. uh, industries because all of those in nature employ a lot of people. But also the multiplier effect. If you look at the value chains in those industries, they're quite extensive. 
And But also the nice thing about those industries is that they also impact on other industries, mm-hmm. other services industries that are not necessarily related uh, to, to the day-to-day value chains of the, the subsectors in manufacturing that we looked at. And, and yeah. what, what, what have you found? So we found that uh, if you invest, uh, and, the, and the study is based on a social you know, accounting model, same, uh, as well as a general uh, CGE, equilibrium, where, where if you shock the system, so shock is a negative word, but positively, if you positively shock by way of investment in manufacturing, uh, by and we just focused on 10%, if you shock the economy uh, by, by, by increasing manufacturing activity by 10%, uh, you, over the short term and over the medium term, there is growth in 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 the number of jobs created, mm. the quality of jobs. Uh, there is growth in in the GDP. I mean, the contribution made by the industry itself. It will grow. We have found that there will be an increase in real wages because the quality of of jobs in manufacturing have changed because of technology. Uh, so you need a higher level of skill, and so those are more decent and sustainable jobs. And and so the real wages talk to that as well. Uh, we have found that the fiscal revenue will benefit uh, both from uh, increased tax base from individuals as well as from corporates who will then you know be be in a position to can end more uh, so so those are just some of the highlights mm-hmm. uh, but but the multiplier effect then touches on all of those other industries that we've seen benefiting transport uh, and 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 others that are part of that services basket yeah. uh, are there are there sectors that you would consider to be low hanging fruit especially if we're thinking about the multiplier mm. effect mm. so where you can say for sure that having an investment of x amount in um manufacturing in X fact in, in mm. X sect- sector mm. automatically leads to however many jobs. Agroprocessing is mm. the best example. We mm. we we it's tried and tested for us as a country. We have a good competitive advantage, even when compared with our peers internationally. That's why we export uh, a lot of our you know citrus and other products in that industry. And so those are the industries that we we are also focused on, and that's why we touched on agroprocessing. Uh, poultry is another one mm. uh, where, despite all the noises. You know, it's an industry that still presents a lot of opportunities because, in fact, it's quite extensive. The value chain in that industry is, is quite ex- extensive, and we've done well, uh, proven over and over again that within those industries we can do well. Automotive, in fact, the model in automotive is what we are hoping can be replicated in other industries. We've done so well as in, as, as a country. There were challenges, uh, but if you look at uh, you know, the, 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 it's capital intensive. But if you look at how successful we are in terms of our exports to other countries of what we make here, it's a good example of how well uh, when we make a concerted effort, when we put policy behind it, when we put investments behind it, an industry can really grow and, and employ a lot of our people. Yeah. In, in investment is one of the key words here. Mm. And this is the kind of research that one would mm. think also needs to sit with some of the funding agencies that mm. we have in this country so mm. that um, when we try and address this question of unemployment, we're actually also investing money in sectors mm. that are proven mm. to provide results. Mm. Very true. And, and in fact, that investment conversation also talks to possible new economies. I mean, we've mm-hmm. looked at uh, what other opportunities are there, batteries, storage, that is. I mean, with, with all of this need for alternative energy sources, batteries is one that we have found is an, is an opportunity. So, so the funding agencies should look at all of those, uh, you know, uh, industries, uh, because it's about industrialization. How can we get 
you know, new industries develop, but how can you support existing industries such that mm. we can retain existing jobs, but in the process create much needed new job opportunities. Uh, so, so, so it needs a a a a. a a, a collective effort, including from those funding agencies. So those who are sitting with business plans, uh, that can be funded because uh, markets exist and opportunities are there and uh, know that they will be able to access support. What do you find um, are the challenges that then get in the way of localization more broadly? The, the biggest challenge we have found uh, is... Uh, you know, policies, uh, especially if, if you look at, the, let's, let's start in the private sector. If you look at the private sector, uh, you know, what are the shareholders saying? Uh, what are the, the different boards saying? What are the CEOs saying to their teams? Are the targets still uh, traditional in the sense that you must buy wherever is the cheapest? Or are we saying we have a responsibility to ensure that we grow the economy so that our customers can still afford the products that we are offering? So it's a policy space and, and it's mindset shift that must change. In the public sector, it's about government implementing that which is already there. Mm-hmm. Uh, government has you know, policy and, uh, known as the instrument of designation where they said if we buy certain types of products, we're going to buy them locally. So it's about complying with their own regulations and ensuring that those who buy when they buy those designated products, they buy them locally. And in fact, that policy says, even in instances where the product is not designated, the procuring entity can issue the tender or the procurement opportunity as if it was for a designated item. And and if we can just look at the collective spending just in those two areas, mm. we are going to do well. Then there are naysayers, which is part of the reason why we went on this uh, uh, drive to, to undertake this research. Because there are naysayers who have been saying, especially to the private sector, localization does not work. Focus only on industries where you have a competitive advantage. And we're not saying they're completely wrong, but how do you then turn the tide? Uh, 8 million people in this country who remain unemployed mm. uh, so and they're actively looking for work. Then there's another 3.5 who have even stopped. How do we then uh, you know, help those uh, and help the situation? So, so it's about mindset shift but it's, uh, the policy space has to change. Alright and of mm. course the research there by Pr- Proudly South Africa um, was led by a, a renowned economist at least in this country Dr. Iraj Abedian. Eustace let me thank you for your time he is the Chief Executive Officer of Proudly South Africa